congratulations to Toad Leaf for winning our free game giveaway of Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I'm Jared. I'm Mariah. Level with us. Hello and welcome to Level With Us, the show where we have a cozy video game discussion every week. And this week, I have replaced Marcus with a a returning favorite. Uh, I know many people are anxious to hear Mariah, uh, my lovely wife, with me again. Hello. Mariah, thanks for joining me again. You're welcome. I'm a big fan. Yes, uh, we're both big fans of a game that came out recently, Pikmin 4. And uh, we're both sharing the same microphone, so... Things might sound a little weird. I might, I don't know, belch while Mariah's talking, so, and I won't be able to edit it out. So uh, apologies in advance. Um, it might sound a little roomier, but in any case, uh, Pikmin. Yeah, so it's the one series that I really like, but I never think about it ever. Like mm. when people are like, oh, what's your favorite game series? I always say, you know, Zelda or um, Star Fox or, you know, just some, some of the Nintendo franchises. I never think about Pikmin. And yet... I really, really like it. Um, I've played all the games. I don't remember if I've beaten two, technically, but I've played each one in the series, and they're very cozy and they're very fun. And recently, you and I played uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which has, it's the only one that has full co-op the whole way through, I think. And uh, that was cool. What did you think of that? Because you had never played Pikmin before that. I had not. I'd been kind of interested in Pikmin for a while because I'd heard people talk about it, and I watched you play through one, the first one. Mm-hmm. But I really I enjoyed doing it in co-op. I think that's what made it a good experience for me mm-hmm. because obviously I was less experienced at the game, but it was nice to be able to do it together so like you could kind of take the lead on the harder stuff. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I could spend more time, like, growing Pikmin or collecting things. Sure. Or whatever. Yeah, throughout our playthrough, it was really fun to strategize and 100% the game together. And then we did the mission mode, where we have to do a timed level and optimize and try and get everything in a time limit, uh, which was very fun. So that game was great, and we we were kind of playing it to lead up to Pikmin 4. But now we have 4, and we've both played through the whole story pretty much. Um, we've seen a lot of the post-game content. We'll try and be light on spoilers for this podcast. But um, let's talk about our general feelings about Pikmin 4. So what have you thought of this game so far? What has been fun for you playing this new entry? I would say my general feelings are positive. <laughs> Great, um, good, good. I think it's really... This is true of any of the Pikmin games, I think, but it's really satisfying to feel like you're being really efficient and that you got a lot done with your time. Also, the Pikmin are just really cute. <laughs> yeah. And Pikmin 4 especially is just a really gorgeous game. Like, all the scenery and the characters are really well designed and well animated, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It's interesting to me that this is basically considered a cozy game, or the series is considered like a cozy series. It's a of, very, it's a stressful cozy game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there's lots of scary stuff, but there's you know the Pikmin are very cute, and the some of the creatures, well, a lot of the creatures are kind of horrifying, but some of them <laughs> are really cute, and the the world is so serene, the music is beautiful, 
you're right, the graphics are very pretty in this entry, and, and in all of them, I would say, um, but especially, you know, the newer ones, like 3 and 4. Um, and 4, they just went above and beyond. I love the new camera angle. Before, mm -hmm. it was always top-down. Now, you can still do that, which is great, um, and it kind of gives you a sense of scale of how tiny you are, because you're a little astronaut commanding these tiny Pikmin around. Um, but now you can be right behind the character, which leads to, you know, the boss battles feel bigger now. Um, the backgrounds, the environments, you can see like a house in the background and a cherry blossom tree. And that's very, very cool. Uh, also gives you a good sense of skill as well. Yeah, Very I right. liked the freer camera because I was able to like stop and look around at things, which was helpful when I was like looking for something specific, but also just enjoying how lovely the game is. For sure. And you mentioned that you like how the game encourages you to be efficient. And that's always been a thing in the Pikmin series, but now they actually have a word for it, which is Dandori. And you hear that throughout the game, especially from some of the people you face. They very comically... They almost worship the, the notion <laughs> yeah, of Dandori. The Dandori cult, yeah. yeah. It's like a, basically a cult where they're like, today we Dandori, tomorrow we, we Dandori, Dandori more. more. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I like that they're giving this nice, this lovely Japanese word for it. Um, and, and they explain many times what that means, which mm -hmm. is, you know, being very efficient and, you know. Planning ahead. And, and completing your tasks. Yeah. And they're like, they like, you should practice it in real life too. Yeah, that's and, one of the like loading screen tips. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that that's the theme of this game. And so, yeah, so to me, the Pikmin series and this game in particular uh, has a great balance of doing scary, stressful things, but also really serene, lovely, peaceful, cozy things as well. Um, you know, Pikmin are so cute, but it's so uh, heart-wrenching when they die right in front of you and go... Yeah, I hate the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 horrifying. It, it's you the see worst. their little ghosts like waft up. Yep, you're like goodbye. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love this game. It's really fun, uh, and I think that that satisfaction of getting stuff done is why I this might be my favorite game this year. We'll we'll see in December when I do a, a podcast with Marcus about you know our favorite games of the year. But I really really liked my time with this. So, any other general thoughts before we move on to Star Pieces? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. This is the part of the show where we talk about a cute little detail or something we found that we really liked about the game. And uh, I'll go first. I really like how much post-game there is. Uh, after the credits roll, there is still tons to do, and I don't just mean going back to the old levels and 100%ing them. They introduce at least two more full worlds, like full levels, um, in addition to all the ones that were before the credits. And there's a bunch of really, really tough challenges you can unlock. And there's a very particular mode, which is kind of spoilery. I guess skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't want to hear it, but you basically play a, a remake of the first game within this game. You play as Olimar collecting all the ship parts, and they have a couple of mechanics from Pikmin 1 and some of the music from Pikmin 1. I think that's awesome. That's so cool that they included that, and it's it's a really nice, challenging mode. I think speedrunners will really enjoy that mode, and uh, you know, I just love anything that strips away all your stuff and says, okay, start with nothing again and see how well you do, and I think that's cool. 
So that's my star piece, is the how much post-game content there is. And I know they maybe they just arbitrarily moved the credits earlier to make it feel like there's lots of post-game, but I, I don't care. I think it was just awesome how much there is still left to do after the game's over. What about you, Mariah? Well, I was just going to add to what you said, is basically like a third, if not more, of the game is after you finish the quote-unquote main story. Yeah. Which, like, that's a lot. And so it's held my attention longer than I think other it would have otherwise for that reason. Um, I also think the mode you mentioned is great because it's more replayable than the main story would be just because it's a less of a time commitment. Yeah. You know? Nice, compact experience. Yeah. So if I was going to, you know, in a few months go back and play parts of the game, I think that might be the part I repeat. You might just play that mode. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have a star piece as well? I do. My star piece is I like that they they have some new types of Pikmin mm-hmm. in this game, like the Ice Pikmin, but they also include all of the Pikmin that were in 3. I think it's all the Pikmin ever. Yeah, every All game. the Pikmin types. Yes, all types. Um... Which is cool because they each have their own applications and like different puzzles and different abilities and stuff. I think they do balance it out that you can only have three types of Pikmin out at any one time. Right. But there's some strategy to that too, which I really enjoyed. Um, Especially like at the beginning when I got to a new area or whatever, they have like a little survey drone thing. So I would go and like look around and kind of make my decision about what kinds of Pikmin I need from that. Oh, that's smart. I didn't think to use the drone that way. That's cool. Um, that's mostly how I used it. I used it for other things occasionally, but I just thought it was cool that they kind of added that extra layer of strategy of like, okay, what three tools are you going to bring with you for right. what you want to get done today? That's cool. And that's that's in some ways also kind of an arbitrary limitation, but it makes you think and you have to be on your toes. and. It doesn't put that restriction on you when you've entered the caves. Sometimes you can get... Well, you can only bring three types in, right. usually. But you might find other stuff in there. Right. And you can have more than 100 in the caves as well. Yeah. So there's a couple things where if you're you know, if you're know, playing right and you're, you're collecting things, you can bypass those limitations a little bit. But in the overworld, you can't. Um, and the caves are really fun. Uh, some of them go quite long, and I was ready to get out of there because they're the That's scarier. That's the one thing I haven't finished is the last huge cave. But... Right. There's, there's some scary areas in there, but the caves are cool. And I just realized in our main discussion, we didn't talk about Ochi at all. Oh, yeah. Ochi's great. That's like He's like the center of the whole game. Mm-hmm. The story of the game and yeah. everything you do is to basically upgrade Ochi. Mm-hmm. Which, he becomes so OP. He can take yeah. out enemies in a single hit and dart around he's the only Carry thing that can hundred pikmin worth of things he can only like, he's the only one that can do some platforming jumping around he can swim on water which is insane he can take out airborne enemies yeah like, eventually yeah if you give if you soup him up so he's the star of the show and we mentioned all the pikmin but he, he is kind of this monster pikmin mm-hmm. <laughs> who can do it all uh and i think it works great i'm not even really a dog person don't tell anyone <laughs> But I thought Ochi was a really cool, uh, interesting, fun inclusion to this game. Yeah. I just wish he had a nose. <laughs> <laughs> he has a nose. He sniffs stuff Kinda. out. It's, it's just not it's visible. It's weird to look at straight on. <laughs> he he does have that Pikmin weirdness that most of the characters have in the yeah. game, which is kind of fun. But, you know, for every star piece, there is also a quick jab. And jab, jab. 
This is where we share something we didn't really like about the game, and I'm going to let you go first this time, Raya. Okay. My quick jab is that in at least the first, like, three or four areas, I think you had a similar experience in that you did everything you thought there was to do there, and then it said, you have completed 99% of this area. And I was like, I got everything. Like, what did I miss? And it turns out that there were... In each of those areas, there was a treasure to collect that was buried under the ground, which you would only know about if you happened to use Ochi's treasure sniff ability, or you happened to walk by and see that you could lock onto this weird spot in the ground. And I didn't love that. I think maybe that was their way of encouraging people to use that ability for Ochi. Yeah. But I didn't think to do that. Right. Because I didn't need it any other time. Sure. Everything else I needed to collect was either telegraphed in some other way or pretty obvious where it was. Yeah. Or just straight up on the map. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I get you there. And it, it bugged me how I was stuck at 99 for a few areas as well. And then you had to go back and spend a whole day just to get the one thing. Right. But I mean, at least in this game, the number of days doesn't matter. Yeah. It is kind of a thing to encourage you to be efficient, but it doesn't, there's no, it's not like Pikmin 1 where you die after 30 days. Yeah. If you don't do everything. Um, but uh, also those hidden items you mentioned are not in any area that you would, would indicate that something's buried there. Yeah. Which is kind of, does feel a little cheap. But yeah, I mean, that's why it's a quick job, it's a right? Quick it's job. a minor thing. <laughs> Not game breaking, but a little annoying. For sure. No, I totally agree with you. My quick job is uh, the side quests. So in general, they're pretty, they're just stuff you're already going to do. Like, it'll be Bloom 300 Pikmin, grow your Pikmin population, fuse the onions, visit caves, beat Dandori battles, and you're doing all this stuff anyway. Like, there's really nothing that feels that optional to me. Although, I mean, I don't know, I was trying to do everything, so maybe that's part of it. Um, but what was especially disappointing to me about these side quests, I mean, it feels good to always be constantly unlocking um, currency yeah, for rewards for right which you used to upgrade yourself off. and upgrade ochi which is great that's a good loop uh but you know like i said a lot of these quests didn't have special conditions and i love special conditions like that was one of my favorite things about kirby in the forgotten land it would be like okay now beat this level but only using this power up or mm. in this amount of time and it made me think differently about the game i kind of wanted that but the biggest thing for me was that every time you rescue someone they have a quest until a certain point once you've rescued like 40 people or something every single person after maybe it wasn't 40 maybe it was it's like, like 20. 20 yeah, yeah. Like, the game kind of gives you the impression that whenever you rescue someone, they're going to give you a quest. Because they keep doing it consistently for 20 people, and then suddenly they just stop. And then you rescue people, and they say something funny, but they don't give you a quest anymore. And I just, I didn't like that the game kind of strung me along a little bit. Mm -hmm. And made me think, oh, I'm going to get so many side quests every time I rescue someone. And no, not, not really. They kind of just stop giving them to you after a certain point. So... That's my, again, minor didn't ruin my experience, but that's a quick jab for you. <laughs> All right. With that, we go on to our final and my favorite segment. Who's the fake fan? Fake fan. This is the quiz segment of our podcast where we try to stump each other with nerdy trivia questions to see who is the biggest nerd and who is the fakest fan of Pikmin. A lot on the line here, Mariah. 
<laughs> He's looking at me threateningly right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, who do you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, bring it on. Okay, so this has to do with the post-game mission that you mentioned earlier, so spoilers. You can skip ahead for the next 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. Oh, okay. Um, but like you mentioned, there is a section in the post-game where Olimar has you kind of go through his story as he crash-landed on the planet and find all his missing ship parts as himself. So I wanted to ask, you have played Pikmin 1, I have not. Mm-hmm. The, this question is about which ship pieces are common between Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 4. Oh, yeah. The ones that you collect. Okay. I had a hard time tracking down the names of the parts in Pikmin 4 because there's not like a list anywhere yet. So I'm going based on matching the pictures that I could see in the collection of things that I got in the game versus okay. Pikmin 1. All right. I have a list of five. Okay. I would like you to tell me which two are not in Pikmin 4, but are in Pikmin 1. Does that make sense? Uh, okay, so which ship parts were in the first game that do not appear in this new mode? Correct. Okay, got it. The secret safe, the gravity jumper, the interstellar radio, the massage machine, and the Geiger counter. Oh gosh, I don't know. I could tell you some of the ones I do remember. The, his cushy seat is one of them. It's this <laughs> nice round cloth uh, quilted thing that you, he sits on. That's in both. Um, there's the piggy bank, which I think might be the secret safe. That's, that's and, it. And, and I think there's also the inner. I think the radio would also be a thing because he's looking for an internet, uh, like a transmitter. So I'm guessing two that weren't in four. Yes. Yeah, so you just list? named two that are in both. Right. You're looking for two from the list that were not in four, but are in the first one. So you said there was a massager and uh, something counter. And I'm going to go with those two. Because I think there is the transmitter thing. And I think the other two uh, were also... Well, you confirmed the other two were. So I'm going to say, yeah, the massager and the, the counter. Were not in Pikmin 4, you're saying? Yes. The Geiger counter was in Pikmin 4... Uh, the gravity jumper and the massage machine were not. So oh, gravity right. jumper. I forgot. I, I should have had you read the list again because I'm yeah. like, there's no way gravity jumper was in there. Dang it. Okay. You're so, half right, but you also gave me extras, so we'll call that a true fan. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're too kind. I, I think I'm a half fan, which feels right, actually, because I, I don't talk about Pikmin much. So I'm not a fake fan, but I, I don't, I'm not uh, an ambassador either. All right. Well, for you. I have a list of the characters mm -hmm. in Pikmin 4. I'm going to read off the list of the rescue core. So it's just the, the core, um, I think, six or seven members that you're trying to rescue at the very beginning. Okay. Each of them has a role on the team. So I'm going to tell you their name, and you have to tell me what role they play. Okay. I will do my best. All right. So there's you. Uh, you mean the player character? Yes, the player. They are a rookie that got initially left behind and then had to go save everybody. Yeah, that feels about right. We'll, we'll call that one. <laughs> I, I would have also accepted protagonist. Yeah. Uh, okay, Shepard. Shepard is the team captain. That's right. Correct. Colin. Colin is the communications officer. Also correct. He's the one that talks to you the whole time. 
That is, he does talk to you a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, Russ. Russ is the doctor. No, Russ is the scientist. Uh, uh scientist. Uh, elaborate. Yeah. So he he runs the store where you buy gear. Yes. Okay. And items. So, yeah. I mean, it, li- it calls him an inventor, but I mean, scientist very much so. Yeah. He's got the egad glasses. Uh huh. You totally got it. I would have given to you anyway, so good job on that one. Yanni. Yanni's the doctor. Yes. He calls you new blood and it's weird. <laughs> he does have some weird nicknames. Um, okay, very nice. Dingo. Dingo is the ranger, so he will sometimes help you in Dandori battles if you get stuck. He's supposedly like an expert in solo missions. Wow. Okay. Good job. Because that one, that one's tricky. He. So I have his official description here, and it just says he excels at solo missions, which you said almost verbatim. He doesn't have like a. Oh, he's the something officer. It just says he's a team member who excels at solo things. So you nailed it. Wow. Okay. Good job. Uh, Bernard. Bernard is the pilot who. Yes. Yells at you in all caps sometimes. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. You got them all. I couldn't do anything. Uh, well done. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for playing Pikmin 4 with me. That was really fun. I wish we could have played it in co-op. Yeah. That's another like little quick jab, I guess, is there's not like a full co-op mode. But at least we can play there's multiplayer. There's battles. Yeah, which is fun. Um, I love that multiplayer has always been a thing in Pikmin, and it's cool they kind of integrated it into the main campaign. But, yeah, I wish I could have done co-op. Still, highly recommend Pikmin 4. If you look up a trailer and it looks interesting, intriguing to you, I recommend trying out the demo on the eShop. It's free, and it's, like, pretty sizable. You can play a lot of the first area. You can even 100% the first area if you're really good. Um, And it'll kind of give you, you know, it's a little tutorial heavy, but uh, it'll give you a good feel for what the game is all about. And, yeah, um, check it out. Great game and a great podcast episode. Thank you, Mariah. Yeah. I would also recommend Pikmin 4. Thank you so much. And also Pikmin 3 (laughs) (laughs) Co-op. Both great experiences. Thank you for your stamp of approval. I'll include that in the show notes. Great. Well, until next time, I'm Jared. I'm Mariah. And we'll level with you then. 